Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FPL podcast ahead of Game Week 26. I'm your host Don. No wait, no. Sorry, I'm your host Mars. Yeah, unfortunately Don uh, bailed out, bailed out on us tonight. It's not that he forgot the questions; he actually forgot that we have a pod. No, I'm joking. Uh, he's had some uh, personal stuff that he, that meant he couldn't join us, so we're gonna have to go without him and see how this goes. Uh, but at least I'm joined, as always, by my amiga Kylie, and we also have our amiga Nymphria who all of our listeners should be following at Nymphia TV uh, on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Nim. How are you doing? Hi, hi, guys. How are you guys? We're, I'm good. I'm very good. Very yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> so, t- t- uh, Nymph, we'll start with you. Tell us about the, um, your game week. How's it going now that yeah. we've got one, one game left? Well, it's been a bonkers game week so far. <laughs> and uh, despite being above the average last night, I am still on a red arrow, which, you know, is thoroughly confusing. I had Aguero, but I didn't captain him. And as a result, I'm on 59 points and a possible Sané captain to play tomorrow night, depending. I mean, I'm not really sure whether I know Kylie's with me here, whether we want him to actually show up or not. <laughs> I'm sure she'll go into more detail in a second. And I've slipped to around... 204,000 in OR at the moment. So not brilliant, but not terrible either at the moment. Well, to be fair, you cheated on Aguero, so you can't have a go. <laughs> this is very true. Very this is true. true. You did bring it on in that regard. <laughs> You'll love for him, you know. I know, Kylie. I know. Carly, tell us about your game week. I don't want to, actually. Um <laughs> I'm I'm living in a bubble of denial at the moment. It was, and I actually wasn't uh, wasn't on the podcast last week, so I wasn't able to tell you about how crap that game week was either. <laughs> no, I um I I'm on 48 points at the moment, which is horrible, and it's generally as a result of no Aguero at all, Captain Sane. And um, triple Liverpool, uh, who did not deliver. I did have mm. some players who... That's why of, Don isn't here, is it? <laughs> I don't think he's doing as badly as me. Um, look, Barnes, the United boys, and Doherty and Wambasaka did get me some points, but they kind of got everyone points. And so I, I was just sort of on the baseline, and it, it was... Really quite depressing for me. It would have been very hard to bring Aguero in just with the structure of my team. But seeing him get a hat-trick and Sane not even featuring, I, I did have Sterling, but, you know, a lot of people in my mini league either had, they all pretty much had Aguero. Most of them had him captained. Uh, some of them had uh, Sterling as well. So, for me, it's not even just the rank issue, overall rank. It's really that it was super damaging for my mini league. And I've determined, I've noticed a pattern here in my season for some Ooh. bizarre reason. When I have a couple of good game weeks, and I mean good, you know, sort of 60s or whatever, 
that's fine and that rolls along nicely. But if I have two very strong, high-performing game weeks in a row, it is followed immediately by two game weeks of such devastation that I'm surprised (laughs) I have the strength to leave the house. And that is what has happened. I had two amazing game weeks. I got like 79 or similar sort of 80s-ish. And then last week I ended up on 34 and this week I'm on 48. And oh, dear. How many bottles of wine are we on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in Leeds for the weekend and I think um, not only am I cursed, I've discovered that I, I'm creating curses everywhere because Leeds lost. Oh, and dear. Yeah, and it, that that is my fault and I'm really sorry if I, <laughs> we have Leeds supporters who listen to this because I've only been to two English football matches in my time over here. That was the second one. And on both occasions, the home team lost um, 3-1 was the score for both. <laughs> so um, I'm sorry, Leeds fans, that oh, uh, they oh, lost. I'm sure they'll forgive no. you. Well, well but- only, if, only if it doesn't come down to that being... The I guess I guess it it'll be rude if I don't talk about my game week. You know, like um, I know you're asking. I know you wait. You can't wait to hear about my game week. Well, um, you know what? First of all, the devastation of not captaining Aguero, and then the devastation of watching Aguero absolutely decimate Arsenal. So I guess you may as well just finish it off with a hat trick. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. <laughs> yeah, like and a triple just rub it in Aguero. For me. Yes, like a go on. Aguero, yeah. Well done. Well Listen, done. To, to be honest, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Obviously, being a Liverpool fan, I I would have taken City losing and me getting no points, or even better, City losing five four and uh, Aguero scoring a hat trick. But you know what? As soon as the double game we came from the moment I knew it was City. I knew that I was going to bring Aguero in and he was going to be my triple captain. I tried to avoid all the talk about he might not play, he'll play one game, he's going to be rotated with, with Jesus, he's not fully fit, pep rotation. I just decided that for me, I was going to captain, triple captain Aguero and that was it. I, I did not even need to justify anything because one thing that frustrates me is I see people justifying their choices. I feel like sometimes as podcasters we have to justify what we do in case we upset someone or it goes wrong yeah no 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 we also are playing the game it's also our team i said to people i'm triple captain aguero why well he's one of the best players he's my favorite player and i think city are going to be Arsenal and everton so that's why really to be honest i don't need to give any more justification than that and yeah so anyway 93 points with uh three nice. city, with three city remaining it's like uh, it's, literally it's double place. my score it's actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, our it, time it, it will come. Needed, our needed. time will come. It will. No, do you know what? Honestly, you deserve to get the points for that. Yeah. I yeah. I was having a conversation with my mum actually. Um, she had brought in Aguero, and actually, Paul had a uh, triple captain Aguero as well. I think he's on like 108 points or something at the moment. Nice. Um, yeah. And the what I was sort of saying at the time was that if you looked at it on face value, a lot of the people who brought Aguero in brought him in uh, in replacement of Aubameyang. In, if you look at it in isolation, forget about the Everton match. You have Aguero playing at 
home in a match that they want to win against Arsenal, who have a very suspect defence, and Aubameyang does not perform against top six sides. So just for that match, it makes sense to captain Aguero. The fact that there's then another match and, you know, even though it's an away one and he may not play all of the minutes, you assume he's going to play some amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. So who, yeah. why wouldn't you give it a whirl? He's capable of a lot in one and a bit matches, especially when the one you believe he'll play the full match for is the home one. Look, so, you, know, you know what, Andy, the, th- the thing is, I always keep the triple captainship for the end. And then I, it just has not delivered for me. Yeah. I mean, one year I, cap, I triple captain Carol, for goodness sake. Yeah. Got, nine, got nine points. And I just thought, you know what, they, you know, the title race is hotting up. Um, and th- like you said, they, they needed to win. They had to win. His record against Arsenal, his record that they had, I said it and I tweeted afterwards. What I was hoping for is a brace and maybe a goal in the next game. Anything more than that, and I would have been ecstatic. The fact that he got a hat trick is beyond what I was expecting. So I'm, I'm happy and, and congratulations to all other mm. triple captains. But all I would say to the Sane captains and triple captains is I am as certain as it can be with Pep that if he's not injured, because there were rumors, but I think there were only rumors, he will play against Everton. And then it's about him delivering or not. So yeah. let's, let's see. The game week is not over and things change very quickly. Right, I'm I think skeptical and I feel sorry for this, the triple captain Sane people because yeah. I'm just convinced at this point that I have to endure this week. And so I don't think anything good will come of Sane, <laughs> despite what logic says. I hope I'm wrong. And that's... You say that, but a lot of triple captains have actually got Aguero as vice captain or somebody else. Yeah, uh, well, he's my, he's else, my like, vice captain. Exactly. So, <laughs> so some people might be happy without him playing, to be fair. Yeah, uh, others others won't. I've got, I, yeah, I think I have Salah vice captain or something. I don't even know. Right. Uh, I haven't let's, let's back move, and had Let's a look. move on. Because then yeah, people are just going to think that I'm gloating. Yeah. Before we do, I do just want to say to you, Mats, though, I think what you said there is like really commendable because as podcasters, as content creators, we can get a bit wrapped up in how we would get looked at or viewed on for what we will do. And I know very much this game week is one of those game weeks where I felt listening to other people who I who I feel that I look up to was more beneficial to me instead of just going away and looking at it as you say at face value any other time any other game week with my love for Aguero of course I'm going to triple captain him in a double game week especially when I've got my other chips to use further down the line and yet somehow I managed to get completely wrapped up in all of the Sané talk and that just completely swayed everything that I, you know, that I would have done. So I really commend you for just being you. And I think that's definitely something I have to get back to doing. Well, starting now. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I said it last week. The, the more I think about it or the more I read, sometimes I'll get swayed. So I've decided the best decisions that I make sometimes are the ones that I just don't think about. And I'll go with my gut. Sometimes it doesn't work. But you know what? It's my decision. So I'm happy. I'm happy with it either way. I'm only annoyed at myself rather than being. So and, you know, I'm not saying don't listen to people and don't have a discussion. No, that's what Twitter's about. That's what yeah. FBL is about. Yeah. But I feel that if, I said it on Twitter as well. Let's wrap it up on this. Everybody was saying 
what they want to justify to themselves. So I was saying, I'm captaining Aguero because of this, this. I'm justifying to myself. Some people are saying, oh, he might not play, he might be rotated. You're only doing that because you want to justify your own decision, which is yeah. fine. But then others need to realize that and just make your own decision. Right, let's let's move on. That's enough about Aguero and uh, triple captains and Sane. Right over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until tomorrow evening. <laughs> now, now let's we, be optimistic. Uh, <laughs> let's have a quick look at the standings and in the Three Amigos Classic League. So we have uh, number one and remaining number one is uh, at Sky player in FPL, Paul Jones with the uh, uh, 63 points so far this game week and. One six three um, uh, zero overall, so sixteen thirty. Uh, we've got a new number two and a new number three. So at number two is Kevolution, Kevin uh, Lotizar, uh, with eighty eight points so far and fifteen points behind the lead, leader at one six one five. And then in number three we have Green End, Danny Powell, eighty one so far with sixteen uh, ten, so only five points behind second place. So it's quite tight at the top, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, keep going, guys, and some, some great scores. And we have to have a special mention to the top managers in our listener league for February. Uh, at number one is, and I apologize already if I spell this wrong, Okobinos Ingve Opaka. I apologize, like I said. <laughs> 108 points joined with, joined with one of our regular listeners and question poster, Mr. John Griffiths at Griffiths United, who's currently second in the table. Uh, again, courtesy for the 108 point haul, and he's a fellow wow. triple captain Aguero, uh, with Sane to go. So that's, uh, nice. that's the league, uh, done. We've had our rant, no rant from me. That was Kylie's and Nymph, Nymph's time to, to just let some stress out. Mm-hmm. And now let's move on to the big topic of the week. So, um, Kylie, I'm going to come to you first. One of sure. the topics, apart from this captaining scenario, is we have, um, what do you do about Son? He can't stop scoring, but have those who are yet to rebuy his af- after his international duty break. Um, and some missed the boat. Or is his form such uh, that owners of Martial or even Sane, who blanks in game week 27, should make the move of the smiley one? Uh, I just want to give a quick uh, shout out to El Clasico. Good point. I don't agree with everything that he said, but it's his justification and his thoughts. So it's fair play. What he says is, with Case against getting Son. So with Kane and Ali missing, Son uh, carries their whole attack. Tottenham play Dortmund three days after game week 26, where they play Leicester at home. And Chelsea four days after. Uh, game week 20, uh, and Chelsea four days after game week 27, where they play Burnley away. So I expect Poch to manage some minutes in order to have him at 100% for the big games. Opponents wise, Leicester have shown they usually do well against the big ones. Wins versus Man City, Chelsea draw with Liverpool and lost by 1 0 to United, while Burnley are undefeated in the last six game weeks, including an away draw versus United. Fair point. I don't agree with everything. You know, it's it's. Uh, thank you, Classical, for sharing this. So, Kylie, what do you think? Right. So, Son is a, a good one to talk about because obviously he's front of people's minds and 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 has been for the last seven or eight weeks, including while he was away. So he basically came back 
picked up where he left off. And over the last seven matches that he has played, so he did miss one, obviously, he has seven goals and four assists with just the one blank. So he's running on a 71% goal involvement over the last six matches, which is crazy. He's averaging 3.8 goal attempts in that time. So if you compare that to, say, Pogba, he's on 4.7. So not quite as high, but that's not altogether surprising given that we are, during part of that period, looking at a team that does not have some of its stronger players. So he's still doing respectably well. There's a perception that he is now highly owned or will become templatey. He's still only 15% ownership. So, and there's probably some dead teams in that as well. So that's something to consider. Where it gets a bit interesting is, of course, the fixtures. And this goes back to what you were just saying there. So we have Leicester and Burnley followed by Chelsea and Arsenal. It's interesting because the first two are not as easy as they would seem on paper. And then I would say that the latter two aren't quite as hard as they would seem on paper, given the form of Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, And, I mean, Arsenal, we know they're very capable of attacking, difficult uh, defensively. They're, They're a bit frail there. But Chelsea have been very, very much up and down. So it could go either way. What I would say is that, We are at a period where there's not so many attractive options in that price range. A lot of them are not going to be available. So for 27, Richarlison, Siggy, they're out. Uh, Any of the city assets are out. Martial has missed, uh, you know, not, not been performing. He missed the last game. And then most people have the likes of Pogba at this stage. I think he's on like 38, 39% ownership. So a lot of people will have more than one city asset or they'll have a number of assets from Chelsea, Everton and City. And so they're not necessarily going to be able to just offload them all for game week 27. It makes sense for people who have multiple midfielders there to consider jumping on someone else. And I think that Son represents a good opportunity still, despite the fact that he is the main priority for Tottenham at the moment and they do have uh, Champions League coming up. They still are also in a really strong position in the Premier League. Um, I think they're only about five points behind at this stage, so they will want to continue momentum there. He's probably going to get flogged. Regardless, he might get taken off a bit earlier um, in some of these matches, but until a point comes when they are in a position where they can fully rest him, I think that you can you can jump on him and and feel assured that you'll you've a shot a good shot at getting something. You can navigate all of this a little better in a couple of game weeks' time. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just to um, jump in on that, I did hear that Kane is expected back yeah. a week on Saturday. So I, I'm not sure who, um, which news outlet it was. Maybe it was Sky News, but I saw that earlier on Twitter as well. Yeah, they were talking about back for Dortmund. Mm. Uh, that Let's makes... see. I mean, to be honest, for me, Son is 85 to 90 percent my move next game week. Yeah, agreed. Um, 
Richarlison has had his time. I brought him in back in for double game week to cover my mini league because everybody else had him. But I think I've just, uh, yeah, not interested to be honest there. But I, uh, you know, Kylie, great points and and nymph about about Kane. I, I think, um, yeah, look, if you have plenty of City players and Everton players in two game weeks, you need to sell them. Now, Son is exactly, yeah. and Son is one of those players that is when he hits form, he's on form. I mean, you watch him the way he was playing in the last game. He was chasing the keeper down, everything. The guy's just like a Duracell bunny. So for me, he's, he's the main. Pl- he well, he's the main player. He's the <laughs> absolutely main bunny. player right now. He is. He is. And he's with so actually, uh, with with Lorente on as well, that will help him because Lorente will set him up, or he will take defenders away from him. Um, and I, I, I just expect him to do well, and I might just bring him in anyway until I decide what I'm going to do about the blanks later on in, in 31. Well, I'm so, thinking Sane to Sun personally because, yeah. well, especially if he really lets Sané him down tomorrow devil. night. <laughs> <laughs> he needs Sane now. It's not his fault. It's easy to <laughs> from a scary Sane to a smiley Sun is all I'm uh, saying. <laughs> so there we go. We've we've made a case for and against, and then again, it's it's, it's your decision. Look at your team. I mean, it's not the most expensive, so it's an easy move. Uh, most likely won't cost you just if you do a straight move. Nymph, I'm going to come to you now. Um, you know that we call uh, Boomerang Boomerang here. We don't call him by his name. So with regards to Boomerang, uh, and it's a, <laughs> yeah, especially for this for this week. <laughs> um, so Boomerang out and couldn't in was the move for many ahead of um, double game week 25. With many planning on reversing the transfer for game week 26, with Arsenal facing Huddersfield away. But looking at the two players and with the Man City blank coming up in game week 27 in mind, is that still the no-brainer move? And just to add um, from FBL uh, underscore addict at FIFA Wallet, was asking to also discuss Lacazette as an alternative to Boomerang. Yeah, well, I was I was one of the people to hokey cokey, not in a not in the conventional sense, as I add both Aguero and Boomerang in. And in order to get Sané, I sold Boomerang and kept Aguero with the intention of obviously getting Boomerang back in for 26. So with Aguero's hat-trick against Arsenal, it's got all of us rethinking everything again. This is a tough question without all of the information, I think. So without tomorrow night's game, it's a bit difficult to answer it completely. I mean, who knows what happens against Everton um let's just take this at face value say that the Arsenal game is the only game he's had this week and we have to make our decision based on that with that we know Aguero faces Chelsea up next a team that now looks to be getting up to speed again we don't have stats on Aguero against Chelsea last time around as he was injured however Aguero will be at home and those stats speak for themselves 11 goals and 6 assists at home compared to 3 goals and 2 assists away. And before game week 25, Chelsea had gone 3 game weeks without a clean sheet, 2 of those being away. I can see Aguero easily nabbing some goals in this matchup. So if we compare that to Boomerang, who's facing a Huddersfield side that have kept a total of 4 clean sheets this season, and whom Aguero has managed 3 goals and 2 assists against all by himself... 
then this looks a shoe in for Boomerang. However, he only managed an assist against them last time out. Boomerang does like the, the smaller sides. Most of his goals do come against them, though his own record is better than his away, with nine goals and four assists at home to six goals and two assists away, where he will face Huddersfield. I would say it's time to think about your team as a whole and the next few weeks before making this decision. For me, as I said earlier, I'd like Sun. So if it means a hit for Boomerang this week, I might hold on Aguero. Though if it meant shifting on, on a blank game week player, so you've got too many of them in preparation for 27, then Boomerang against Huddersfield and then with Southampton and Bournemouth at home following after. This is not a bad shout and could even itself out really over the next few game weeks. As for Lacazette, it's uh, it's a difficult one. I do go that into that a bit later on, I think, because Jeff asked us a question on um, on Boomerang and Lacazette, so I can expand a bit more on that later. But I think it depends very much on your budget as a quick answer to that one. Yeah, I think um, just going back to the the hokey cokey, it is this has thrown a a spanner in the works for a lot of people. I obviously did not participate in the hokey cokey, which is largely um, why I'm so upset, but <laughs> that is self-inflicted. <laughs> people who did the hokey cokey from Aubameyang to Aguero, while they may have had a bit of a drought from Aubameyang going a few weeks back, they did get a nice little haul the week before against Cardiff. And then obviously Aguero has delivered. And just to support what you were saying there, Nim, I think the the key stat um, or numbers that are, are attractive here is the 13 goals and five assists of his yeah. 15 goals and six assists, which were uh, scored against out, uh, teams outside of the top six. So we're also talking about a Huddersfield team who – uh, have been conceding a lot of goals recently. They've had some turmoil with manager changes and so on. And so even though that's away and he does perform better at home, he still performs respectably away. I think the opposition is really the greater thing here. And so given that he has such nice fixtures there, if you are in a position where you have a quite a number of players who will blank in 27. It makes sense in a lot of ways to do that jump now and, and potentially get the benefit out of a couple of good fixtures. Um, if you are not in that situation and you maybe only have one or two to move on, then it, you know, it might be that you want to keep Aguero. He is playing at home against Chelsea. So I do think you're absolutely right there when you say that it is so much down to the makeup of your team because a lot of people will be facing this particular dilemma from totally different context. Yeah, for sure. Cause there's, I mean, I think the templates have pretty much gone out of the window. I mean, there'll be a few players that we've all pretty much got in our teams, but then the makeup of how the rest are made up around it is just so different now. And it's only going to get even more different as the weeks go on now with doubles and blanks. So it's, it's kind of so situational to yourself. And yeah, exactly what you need to do, whether you need to carry a transfer, because of course, we still don't know all of the fixtures yet as well. So I know I know a fair few people who want to kind of roll a transfer down the way until we know that. So yeah, 
definitely quite a situational thing, Matt. Yeah, great, great answer, guys. Yeah, with regards to the blanks, no, we still don't know what we know. It's Wolves have gone through, so they they will go through to round six, which is just before game week 27. Obviously, if they win that, then their game is there uh, is is a blank. And Doherty scored two goals tonight, guys. By the way, just and you know. an assist. And yeah. an assist. So there we go. Yeah. My other move potentially finally to get Doherty in about 25 weeks too late. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move on to um, our uh, one of our favourite uh, sections, uh, Bonk Mary Stork. So in this segment of the show, we look at the top performers from the previous game week who will in- inevitably be receiving thousands of new owners this week. But are they Bonk, Murray or Stoke candidates for our Amigas? Um, right, so I'll take the goalkeeper one, just a quick one. So we have lots of good goalkeeping options this season and several had good game week 25 Matt Ryan of Brighton, fantastic fixtures coming up. Ben Foster, a patch fixture list, but in great form. Guita, now looking like he has the Palace shirt nailed down. Um, so, looking at those all-budget options, I mean, I think th- the way I would think about this is, is if you have one Bissaka, Biscuit, I wouldn't double up on Crystal Palace. So that takes their keeper out of the equation. Um, it then comes down to who has the better fixtures between Brighton and Watford, and I believe it's Brighton. So for me, Matt Ryan becomes an option. I mean, he's a great keeper, uh, gets the save points. Brighton are quite strong at home. They're not really getting hammered by anyone. Um, uh, but, I mean, saying that also, to be honest, Foster's have, having an amazing season. So, yeah, I would, don't spend too much time thinking about your keepers only look at it if you if you really need to check I've always said that keepers is a wasted transfer I've stuck with um, Patricio for a while I don't particularly really want him right now but I have so many other areas where I know I can get a lot more points that I'm focusing on so for me yeah I mean Ryan in order it would be Ryan uh, then uh, Foster and if you have Biscuit you do not want to double down on on Palace Kylie, I'm going to come to you now, uh, unless you ladies have any different opinion. No, I tend to agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I have taken a minus four for a keeper this season. Um, I did sell Patricio on for Fabianski when Patricio was going through his bit of a dry span. It actually turned out OK for me in the short term. Uh, but yeah, I definitely got those points back. But now, obviously, looking back on it, they probably <laughs> have evened themselves out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same move, though, admittedly not for a hit. Um, and I think we were rewarded quite quickly. Um, yeah. Some good points, but then it sort of tapered off. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Team Fab went out the window I, pretty quickly. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a bit like that with keepers, though. You know, they kind of yeah. so often they go through these smaller teams where it's the cheaper keepers. They do go through little patches where they get, you know, maybe make a penalty save or a lot of different saves and get a few clean sheets and we all sort of jump in on them. And that patch tends to just be a patch. And, uh, you know, so it. I think a lot of the times if you've got one of these sort of 4.5 but respectable keepers, they tend to even out relatively over the season. Yeah, agree. Yeah, true. 
Right, Kylie, I'll, I'll come to you next. Similar setup as before on defenders uh, that you're keeping a very close eye on to bring in. Uh, talk on Louis. He blanks, obviously, and then there's tough fixtures. Blanks in 27. Any budget options you want to speak on along with your grade of for them for a Bong, Murray or Stork point of view? Okay, well, just uh, quickly on the... I don't think there's a huge amount from my perspective to say on these super budget options. We know who they are. Um, Bednarak, obviously, this week uh, was on the bench for many, myself included, with seven points and has been a really, really tidy option. Juan Bissaka has been super throughout the season. I don't think there's much reason to look beyond some of those and, and the Wolves, you know, the usual suspects there. Um it is interesting looking at the sort of circa 5 million range, which is relevant to a lot of people who have still got Dinier after his exploits of the week before um, and, and just weren't in a position to make a change from him. So <laughs> myself included, he's, he's rotting on my bench still yeah. um, and I haven't forgiven him. I'm, I don't know that I ever will. Wait but, for the uh, 11 points on our bench tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'm fully expecting that. He's third on my bench, so yeah, he's probably fair. going to get a hat trick now um, because if Bednarak's seven points are staying on the bench, then certainly Dinier's 19 or so will, will also. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people are talking about Kalasinac, um, and he's not the focal point for me here because I think there's sort of been a lot of discussion about him. We know that he is very attacking, has a lot of potential there, uh, but also is is very risky option in terms of clean sheets. I think United options could become interesting for people. Lindelof and Shaw are uh, five million apiece, I think. Um, obviously, Lindelof scored his first goal there at the weekend, um, and he's not a super attacking option by any means, but he has had, I believe, five attempts in the last uh, four game weeks and they're largely headed attempts from set pieces so he does have a bit of threat there more importantly is the fact that they have started to string together some defensive form and uh, this obviously coincides with uh, Dave Saves coming back to the four but they have kept three clean sheets in their last five what is really interesting about United this year is that four of those five clean sheets have actually come away from home, which is astray from the norm for them. Although there's nothing about their defensive form this season that would be typical Manchester United. Um, why I think they're interesting is it coinciding with their form at the moment is the fact that we really don't have a huge amount of attractive premium options who are keeping clean sheets. I don't think that people who have Liverpool defenders are going to look to get rid of them. I know they're going through a bit of a patch where they're not keeping as many clean sheets at the moment, but they are still the strongest defence in the league. We've seen City time and again be quite unreliable for their price. Chelsea just went from a 4-0 defeat to... Bournemouth to a 5-0 win against Huddersfield so we don't even know what we're going to get there but for 5 million I think that if you have Dinier and you're really not convinced about which direction you want to go 
and you already have those quality budget budget options, then there's certainly a case for looking at one of those two. They have a couple of nice fixtures and it's it's a little bit mixed, um, but I think it's sort of three good ones in the next four, excluding uh, Liverpool. So you could certainly play them uh, in those matches and Shaw certainly has a lot of assist potential. Um, Looking at David Luiz, he's obviously quite topical uh, in a season where Alonso has gone down in flames and David Luiz suddenly has two goals and two assists and is absolutely raking in the bonus points for 5.9. He's represented great value for those who actually went and bought him either much earlier in the season as an alternative to Alonso or people who eventually downgraded from Alonso to him because he has had those 11 clean sheets as well. Um, What I would say is I think he is one of the premium options that is well worth investment, but it absolutely does not make sense to invest in him now. Um, If you already have him, you have him and you just bench him for the blank in 27, but he plays City at the weekend, then there's a blank, and then there's Spurs, and then they have a nice run. So I would be looking at him at sort of game week 29 and, and, and you know, take it from there. So I think I, don't, I wouldn't call him a stalk because he's done enough to justify inclusion, but I, I'd call him uh, Mary if you have him. And because they will have double game weeks coming up um, and just a hold on for the moment if you don't. Fantastic. Nothing to add. <laughs> full of wisdom uh, for you there, Marzi. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, I think that was uh, brilliantly said. So, Nymph, uh, no pressure now, obviously, after uh, such uh, in-depth analysis, but just as above, or before, but with special attention to budget enablers, to those who may, for instance, have had Brooks in that slot. Redmond, perhaps, with Cardiff and Fulham in the next five, so looking at uh, like midfielders. Yeah, okay, so beyond me wanting to do all three of uh, Bonk, Stork, (laughs) and so on to Aguero, (laughs) even if we are going through a bit of a sticky patch in our relationship at the moment I will as you say take a look at some of the budget midfielder options that have impressed this game week and my three picks for each one uh, in the old style of Snog, Marion and Avoid are Matinho, Milivojevic and Redmond given Brooksy is injured so Matinho and Jota are becoming good picks from that Wolves midfield given Jota's knock and Matinho's slightly cheaper price tag at 5.2. He could be a consideration as the assist king, given his five in the last three game weeks. Mila Vojevic, whilst being expensive for his returns, popped up with another goal on the weekend. With only four of Palace's 13 game weeks left looking troublesome, you know if any penalties pop up for Palace, you'll be safe with this guy. And for all the hype a few weeks ago, Redmond was at it again after five game weeks of nothing, grabbing a goal against Burnley. He has Cardiff up next and so could get a little something there, as you said. I think I'd, I'm going to choose one from each. So I'd probably bonk Matinho. 
he knows how to assist is all I'm saying um uh, <laughs> I'd marry Milivojevic <laughs> because he's not going to be the most exciting but you know when things get tough he'll be there for you <laughs> but, <laughs> slow and steady that's it <laughs> yeah exactly and so I guess that leaves me with stalking Redmond for the sake of it plus I'm just not sure about all the hype so I'd have to just keep an eye on him a bit longer to be honest yeah if you want to if you want to uh, hear a lot about Redmond follow at Dave from Burnley or whatever name he has now something about Crouch's red hot sausage or something like that because <laughs> He's uh, he, he picked Redmond a while back, and now he's saying how uh, how I mean, I mean fair play to him. It's definitely a differential. So uh, he will tell you a lot more than we will be able to tell you about about Redmond. <laughs> Thank time. you for that, Nim. Some good analysis there. I'll take the strikers. So uh, we're going to talk about Higuain. Not necessarily one for the next two, mainly because he blanks in in the second. Uh, but um, Looking at his past game and possibly away to the Chelsea attack for those who want to avoid the troll himself. So, actually, I've been quite impressed with Higuain. His finishes, in the first couple of games, obviously, he was finding maybe his feet and um, taken off early. But what really impressed me about him is he just wants to shoot. And I love strikers that do that. Just shoot. Son does the same. Just shoot. On site, just shoot. Um, yeah, like we said, so they play City next and then Blank and then Spurs. So it probably gives you an, an opportunity to see how he does against the big boys. But then after that, they've got Fulham away, Wolves at home, Everton away, Cardiff away, and West Ham at home. And then they play um, Liverpool. So it's a nice set of fixtures. If you want a differential striker, if you want somebody different, obviously we've got we need to be careful around the, <clears throat> the future blanks that are coming and, and doubles, etc. Chelsea are bound to have a double, um, and I think it could be a way to the Chelsea attack if you want to if you want to avoid hazard or combination, if you want to be ultra differential. Um, uh, yeah, save the money on Alonso as well because he's not doing the business. So I think he is somebody to. Uh, stalk for now and then maybe bonk later and then just uh, divorce him. Don't marry him. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, yeah. just use and, and abuse him. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it all mapped out. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of talk about Hazard as well. So we need to talk about him. We can't avoid not talking about Mr. Troll himself. He seems to be a player who you just need to ride out the bad times mm-hmm. with as over uh, the course of the season, he will be one of the top midfielder options. He constantly bring uh, bring him in and out. Does not, you know, what, what people do with, with, with Hazard is you bring him in, he doesn't do anything or might deliver one in three and then you get angry, you let him go and then he scores. Uh you know, and hindsight is an easy thing, but looking at back at it now, if I was a Hazard owner, would I remove him just before they play Huddersfield? Probably not. But then again, if you moved him to bring in Asani or a Sterling, to be honest, with the double, it's hard to judge. You can't judge. Everybody plays their own game, like we said. Um, so what? What? What do you yeah. think is the right strategy, ladies, with with uh, with Hazard? 
Well, I did sell him for Sterling. And while it was frustrating to see him go and perform there, I mean, look, if I'd sold him for Sane, I I would be cursing all manner of thing right now. Um, but obviously Sterling did deliver as well and possibly has um, minutes to play midweek, so I can't be too unhappy about it. I did feel that the the form that Chelsea was showing was really inconsistent and, and there were some suggestions of, um, you know, unhappiness behind the scenes, um, a, a bit of a rant from Sari. And so I didn't really know and I kind of wanted to see how Higuain settled into that team and how they started to look together uh, before I really considered uh, Hazard again. I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion that you should hold on to f- players for all of their good fixture run if they don't have the form to support it and really that's why um I got rid of Hazard granted if it wasn't that City had a double and that I could afford to bring Sterling in for free I certainly wouldn't have gotten rid of Hazard in that particular game week so I think it's slightly different circumstances as you said at the moment in isolation it's not necessarily something you do but it's something that many understandably did in this context, he's so difficult to pin down and he's kind of always been that way. This is why he has a troll reputation for many and it is justified. As you said, if you kept him for the whole season, you'd be raking in points. But De Bruyne has been one of those players as well for the last couple of, not this season obviously, but the previous two seasons, I felt like you could never really pin down when his points would come and yet you'd look at his points at the end of the season and like Hazard, he'd have loads of them. And so I'd always think to myself, if I could just be patient enough to hold him for the greater portion of the season, I'd be fine. But we are impatient creatures by nature and it's hard to just sit on an £11 million player who is looking out of form in a team that was looking very suspect. We shall have to revisit after the blanks and and the difficult fixtures. I think much in the same way as Louise. Yeah, I, I think you're you're spot on there. Really, I got off of Hazard a couple of weeks ago to buy Salah back in after I sold him. Um, so I can I can definitely relate to the whole having owned him through a, a purple patch and then a dip, and it, it's not fun and. It's it's about getting it spot on and very rarely you can get it ex- exactly spot on of when he's going to do brilliantly and when he's not. So I think nobody needs to feel too harsh about the fact that they got off this week, especially if it was for the chance of a, a double game week player. However, I have been saying for a couple of weeks, I don't think this will last long from Chelsea, you know, the the dip in form and that once Higuain settles in, if they can pair up, Hazard is looking to move on. He he want he wants to go to one of the biggest clubs in the world. So he's gonna give it all between now and the end of the season. So I think after the blank, he could well be one of those players that we'd all want back in our teams for sure. Oh, they're gonna smash City in the weekend. 
<laughs> <I'm bothered>. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you, ladies. I think that uh, enough talk of uh, the troll himself. And we'll move on to the listener questions. Excellent. Okay, I will steer the ship now. Uh, I'll come to you first, Nim. Uh, Mr. or Mrs. Jeff, as he is now known on this podcast, uh, at Thunder66UK says, are the perfect guests to advise me on Arsenal assets for the next three weeks? Hi, Nim. I already have Orba, but I'm tempted by double or treble up with Laka and maybe a defender. Please advise what you think. Yeah, so hi, Jeff. Jeffers, as I call him. <laughs> it's the greener nicknames. It's a tough one, as I mentioned on the Wildcats last night, to give you a solid intel on Arsenal at the moment. Given we're all learning information on Emery as he himself is learning about the league. But on your question, I would be hesitant to double up as it is on Arsenal, let alone triple up. You have Boomerang, who right now I believe is our best asset. If you didn't own or couldn't afford him, I'd be suggesting Lacazette as the next option. But as you do have Boomerang, I don't feel it would be great for you to put all your eggs in one basket up front, especially with so many better, cheaper options up there, you know, from other teams. Our mid is so inconsistent. I expect to see Mkhitaryan back soon, possibly the next match, possibly the one after that. He's not quite at match fitness, I believe, but he is over his injury. But it's too soon to get him. So that just leaves our defence, really. Kylie touched upon it earlier. You could take a punt on Klosniac or Monreal for their attacking threat, but do not get out of fence in the hope of a clean sheet, <laughs> especially given we have the same number of clean sheets as Huddersfield this season. I mean, that's awful. I'd stick to Boomerang, but if you really must cover our fixtures with another player and you are happy to take a punt knowing what you're getting yourself into, then Klosniac at 5 million with five assists or Nacho at 5.2 with a goal and three assists could be a shout, but it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Very good. Thanks, yeah, Nim. Great answer. Kylie, I'm going to come to you now um, yeah. for uh, for the next question. Prashant Tiwari at FPL uh, underscore Prashant. Regular uh, post again. He's thinking of going Hazard to Uber for the next uh, three to four game weeks. I have Ings who will make place for Uber, but who should I replace Hazard with? Anyone good with price 5.2 or less? Punching like a player is, or a punching like player. Uh, is there a choice here? Uh, well, I think it's one of two choices. So at 5.2, you have Matinho, who Nim touched upon earlier. So the Wolves are now scoring loads of goals. Earlier in the season, they didn't really have a high ceiling for, for goal scoring, but they've just absolutely been running away with it recently. And this coincides with his excellent run of form. They also have a great um, run of fixtures. And he's a consistent starter. I think there's two matches where he came off the bench and played between 15 and 20 minutes, but he's been playing the rest of all the games. So the five uh, five of his assists, five of his seven assists, and he also has a goal, was scored in the last three game weeks, as Nim said. So I think at 5.2, which is what he is, 
you're not going to get anything better at that price range outside of Brooks, who, as we know, is already injured at the moment. Your alternative there, because we're talking, he, he is someone that you can play in all of these upcoming matches. The alternative, depending on the structure of your team, is just to go pure budget, cheapest possible, you know, 4.2 playing midfielder if this is someone that you plan to bench and allocate your funds elsewhere. But given that you have Ings and you're changing him to Boomerang, I would assume that Ings was someone that you were playing. Uh, so I would probably go the Matinho option personally. Cool. Thank you for that. Back You're to you welcome. Now, Okay, so we have a few questions uh, on Liverpool. So I will come to you first, Mars. Um, FPL Thunder, that's Jeff again, says, Hi, guys, Liverpool assets. Firmino playing very deep. Salah probably needs at least a a return two out of three weeks to make him worthwhile. Mane has three and three but missed a few chances. Defence is questionable. Going forward, what Liverpool assets are best? Am I on Salah? I am on Salah, Mane and Robbie at the moment. Um, I might just batch these together for you, actually, and you can just address them all. Then FPL DJ at Dominic 85506527 says, is the Liverpool triple up now dodgy in the next couple of weeks? I was thinking of Mane Firmino to go alongside Salah and Robertson. And then FPL Booster, sorry, FPL at FPL Booster says, I have Robbo, time to get Collar or get Trent Alexander-Arnold and double up Digne the fall guy. What are your thoughts, Mr. Mars? Right, I think doubling up on Liverpool defence is an absolute no-no at the moment. I love my team, but we are all over the place with too many injuries at the back. Van Dijk doesn't look himself. Uh, I don't personally trust Mata for Lovren. Unfortunately, Gomez is going to be out for a while. Trent, we don't know if he should be back soon. But still, for me, one is more than enough. And you go with Robbo or Van Dijk. Robbo for the uh, the more attacking potential. But Van Dijk has been getting a couple of assists. Um, But double in defence, no. Now, of course, if you want to... Doubling up on Liverpool, as in going with uh, Salah and the midfielder, or Salah Mane in the midfield uh, for a treble up, I don't think it's a bad... Listen, Liverpool had a couple of bad games. They win, we did not play well at all against Leicester or West Ham. Two... West Ham is a... Yeah, whatever. Tough away game. I always say games are tough in, in the Premier League. Uh, but I think um, now, maybe with City potentially winning tomorrow, going top on goal difference, and we still have a game in hand... Less pressure being leaders and your chases. Um, I do think that we will get back to to where we are with, you know, um, some period for the guys to recover, um, get back some of the injured players. So if I look at Jeff's team, you've got Robo, uh, Salamani, and Rob and Robo. I, I I wouldn't change. Why change? For me, for me, for me, not is is not. The best option. There's better um, players that also don't don't blank like Vardy, whether you like him or not. As a, uh, he's frustrating player sometimes, but you know he doesn't blank either. 
So the fact that you want to double up or triple up with Liverpool is because they don't blank at all. So you know that if you have those those players, you keep them for me at the moment. They have some good games coming up, um, um, and like I said, they they will be they will want to chase back and get back that that top spot. Uh, we we covered up, yeah, triple uh, double uh, thing. Uh, Liverpool triple up dodgy. Next couple of weeks, I was thinking of man to go along Salah and Robertson. So look, if you've got Salah and Robertson at the moment, I will probably stick with that until the the blank game week. See what's going on. See what players you need to sell. See what form man is in, uh, and see what happens. Um, there's no need to go three or. With, with, there's a lot of good midfielders and a lot of good forwards at the moment, and even in defence, you already have a defender. You have a, uh, you have Salah, so there's no need to to do anything now until we know who's blanking and who's not. Um, as for the last one, I think um, Cola is the option. I wouldn't double up on Trent and Robo. Uh, if you really want another defender, then you can go Cola. If you don't have Doherty, get him in. Uh, another option is Pereira from Leicester, mainly purely because they don't blank in the future. So it's an easy transfer that you can make now and you don't have to worry about it later in the, later when the blanks come up. Great. Okay. I actually think uh, you touched upon something there that I was thinking about earlier, which is um, this idea of Liverpool chasing. And I think in some ways, psychologically, it it might not be a bad thing for them because they have seemed nervy um, in the last couple of weeks and perhaps it is a case of pressure. But, you know, City aren't really going to be ahead um, in, the, in the strict sense uh, by winning at Everton because Liverpool do have a game in hand. Um, but they will be sitting on top of the table and so it would put Liverpool in a, a chaser's position but still essentially with everything in their hands should they go ahead and win. So um, it might give them back some fire, hopefully. Uh, you know, as FPL managers, we would certainly hope so since so many of us have quite a number of their players in our teams. Yeah, and also, like, just to put this out there, I mean, to some extent it could make Sun and, you know, possibly even Kane more interesting options as, as the time goes on because they're of, they're obviously not that too far off now as well. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely hotting up there. But agreed, you know, I think City are very used to being champions. They're very used to being top of the league. They they know what comes with all of that, where this is kind of new territory for Liverpool. And, uh, you know, being an Arsenal fan... I just know from years and years that chasing always seems to do us better than, <laughs> you know, being further yeah. ahead. So, um, you know, it definitely could work out better for you guys, for sure, as Kylie said. All right, we will move on then. I will come to you, Nim, here. Uh, so this question has a couple of parts, actually. So I am really sorry in advance for butchering your name. But uh, Ayodeji Okex at 2PAP says, stick with Sterling or get Salah. Liverpool form a blip or it may continue. He then says, is De Bruyne right for plucking? And no clean sheet collar worth the shot. So we've a few points in there. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, so the first one was Salah over Sterling, right? Right. Yeah. So. Uh, or getting Salah, it so yeah, stick with Sterling or yeah. get Salah. I think I'm gonna um, touch on Sal- Salah again a bit later in the ball win and uh, Barlow picks, but. I think I would be going to Salah if for nothing else but percentage owned at this moment in time with Sterling having a having a Chelsea up next and then a blank game week. So I'm not sure if you'd want to stay there if you're a believer in not owning Salah for the season because there's better value out there. I know there's arguments on both sides of the fence, but at least for now, I think he could be worth it for the for the next few weeks there. And then the second bit was what? Sorry, Kylie. Is De Bruyne ripe for the plucking? <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think you save sure. your plucking for Aguero, but in <laughs> <Yeah>. any case. <laughs> yeah, there's only one city round for me. Uh, but <laughs> I think De Bruyne is a funny one. I mean, he is such a good player. I mean, we've seen it time and time again and... How many times have we had him in our FPL teams and he's just done us proud? But this season just doesn't seem to be his season. And I've been keeping a bit of an eye on him since he since he came back from injury. And to me, it just doesn't look as if he's quite on his game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure that he will have game weeks between now and the end of the season where he'll just smash it. And um, if you want, if you if you feel it in your gut, that that that's going to happen, you know, in the you know in the next couple of game weeks when you're thinking of getting him, then by all means go for him. But I do think he's not going to be maybe one of the mo- most consistent players between now and the end of the season. To me, he looks very frustrated. He looks like he has a bit of an air of Sanchez around him when you know when he was um, in his last few months at Arsenal, where he just when he's not on the ball. He, he seems frustrated that he doesn't have the ball and when he loses it, he, he gets a bit, and uh, you know, agitated. I think he's had a, a few cards since coming back as well. So Yeah, he has actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he just looks like, and I don't think that's because he's like a nasty or an aggressive player. He just he isn't that type of person. I just think it is purely from frustration that he can... He wants to be back to the form that he was in and he's not quite there yet and that's frustrating him. And to be honest, I just think given his price tag, there are probably better options. And then I can't, I'm sorry, I cannot remember what the last bit was. (laughs) Uh, No clean sheet collar worth the shot. So this kind of goes back to our earlier comments on uh, Kolasinac. Oh, Kolasinac. Yeah. Um, it just depends on how brave you are. If you want to put your brave pants on and go a bit batches or crazy, then you can class me out. <laughs> I want to know what brave pants look like, Viv. Can you please describe them? Because I, for some reason, I'm envisioning like these crazy purple pantaloons. Oh my god! Yes, exactly that. Rhinestoned purple shiny Brilliant. pantaloons. Yeah. So you basically, it's what, what Don it's what Don wears every day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just your average Tuesday for. Uh, Danica Brennan. <laughs> right, ladies, we have a ton of questions, so we're going to have to go a little bit faster through the next ones. Kylie, I'm going to come to you, and it's pretty much a I'm yes or no. I'm not good at fast. You know this. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hints, hints are coming. Overshare. <laughs> it's a quick, quick one-word answer uh, because we covered most of these. So, at Morpheus Fire, at Morpheus Fire. <laughs> I'm feeding myself. <laughs> Morning, amigos. Or double, evening double. now. Right. Kylie, still double on Liverpool defence. Yes or no? No. Keeping Salah. Yes or no? Yes. Double up on City attack now. No. Son overperforming relative to the stats. Bonk, Mary Stoke. Um, Barry. Which Wolves assets to go for? Okay. Jeez. Uh, Doherty, if you have him. Jimenez looks good. Jota looks good. Moutinho, if you don't have the budget for the rest. Great. All Thank you. Brilliant. That's, that, was, that was quick. Are well you done. impressed? That's, that's like a record. See, you can do it. We're not doing Morpheus Fire at this service. It's just we covered most of these. So we just want to try and get through the questions and make sure that we and answer everybody. you're just trying to speed me up. I work in marketing. It's I get paid to waffle a lot. So, you know, it's not my <laughs> natural inclination to be brief. Um, all right. So the next one, um, I'll come to you, Mars. So Joseph Allegretti at uh, JP Allegretti says, who would you keep if you already wildcarded and have Kun, Sane, Sterling? I have Salah and Son, Jimenez, Barnes and Richarlison already. Oh, Jesus. Right. So uh, with the fact that he asked about those three, I'm assuming he wants to keep the rest. So like, the fact that you have wildcarded. I'm not saying that now you need to start thinking about game 31 and 32, but you need to start thinking within the next couple of weeks. So you've got a blank game week coming. So you could do the easy thing, go Aguero to Boomerang. It's got nuts fixed, so we covered on that. Certainly say you would need to lose, because um, you've got four players that are not playing, including Richarlison. So you either do one or two transfers now and just take the minus four. There's plenty of options uh, out there. Uh, enablers we just said you need to look at play, if you want to think about the blank game weeks you need to look at players like Leicester Bournemouth these guys are not blanking I believe definitely Leicester are not uh, so Bournemouth definitely not, aren't as well yeah so Madison uh, or King or someone like that uh, yeah that would be my answer okay so now we have a couple of um Questions that have come in about transfers to make ahead of the blank week. So I'm going to come to you on the first couple, Nim, and you can give a sort of sweeping answer on these. So Mark Dorney at Mark Dorney says, would you get rid of Aguero this weekend for Aubameyang or leave it till game week 27? Um, you might actually want to just quickly touch on that because it has um, has already been mentioned. So if it was a straight shoot, we sort of said there's a lot of context to this. Yes or no for you, which would it be? Gun to your head. Oh, um, again, very situational. So make sure you listen to the earlier part of the pod to to uh, have a think about how it aids your team. But if it's definitely going to help in transfers towards the blank game week 27, then a yes for me. Okay, so then Dom Warren at Dom Warren says, should we be building for the blanks or transfer as normal? Definitely build for the blanks, I think, because then it's, well, I mean, do transfer as normal. Still think about the players you want to get, but obviously there's no point in you getting a player if they're going to blank. So 
definitely bear that in mind and the more you can do that then you know going forward no matter what chips you have then hopefully you will always have a contingency where most of your players will be playing or you'll have an extra player playing or you won't have to pay as much for that player so just kind of store it back there in your head that you know this player doesn't have a blank game week if I'm considering him over this player then I'll go with it But don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Don't do a sunny where we all thought, oh, he's going off to the Asian Games. And I've seen a lot of people not bothering. And yeah, that didn't work out well. So if there's somebody you want and they've got blank game weeks further down the line, then don't worry about it. Then just get them. But if there's somebody you're choosing between and you're not sure and you want to just kind of edge your bets, then I would make sure the bank is covered. Excellent. And a last quick one, which sort of ties in uh, again with the previous question. Thinking of getting ahead of blank game week 27 and taking a minus four to move Sane and Aguero for Son and Boomerang. What do you think? So this really comes down to Sane and Son um, because we kind of already touched on the Aguero Bamiyang piece. Yeah, and I mean, this, these are, this is the exact move I'm considering this week, actually. And I... The honest answer is I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm not entirely sure it's worth the minus four, I think, is what I've got to consider. But it's not a bad shout, uh, is is what I would say. I think we need to know what's going to happen with Sané tomorrow. We need to know if he is injured, if he's out of favour, if it's because Mendy's coming back in, or whether Pep's lost faith. There's so many things around that Sané thing that we, we just won't know until tomorrow evening. So... So we have that information. I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't really, I can't really answer in full, but it's definitely the move I'm considering this week. And it would be those exact two moves as well. So, Brilliant. Okay. I'll come to you, Mars. Jamie Dodd at JD Sucker, Sucker, hmm, sorry, um, says, are we sometimes guilty of overlooking the current game week whilst planning for future game weeks? And should we sometimes be more aggressive? I seriously considered bringing in Aguero for Aubameyang for minus four, but held off as I wanted Oba back for Huddersfield. Was I too conservative or is this just hindsight? Well, hindsight is a beautiful thing. I would say in normal circumstances, you don't go by one game. You go by block. You look at a play and you go, right, they've got three out of four good games or four good games, four out of six, depending on how long you look. However, in this case, in this instance, with City having a double game week, <clears throat> it's easy for me to say that now Aguero was worse than minus four. Now, that's a decision that you had to make last week. When I looked at it, I was planning on doing, because I had Boomerang, and I was planning on doing Boomerang, Aguero, Aguero, Boomerang. However, now, <clears throat> because of other players in my team, etc., etc., I'm keeping Aguero for Chelsea, and I'll move him on. Afterwards, I just have to live with whatever Boomerang does against Huddersfield. So I guess sometimes you need to treat a double game week different. For me, double game weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for them. Talking to sucker anyway. Super sucker, I'm sucker, not super. And um, <laughs> I, I, I always invest sometimes probably too much. So it just comes down to go with your gut, I would say. In this instance, I think your gut told you to go Aguero and you ignored it. So next time... Just go with your gut. 
Excellent. Okay. And then a quick one from uh, John G. Grifters United says, role-free transfer to give two in game week 27. Is this still the sensible option, even with Sane and Aguero and Louise all in the same game? I could bench Louise. Lots of football to be played between now and game week 27. Um Okay, what I would say on this one is that you don't necessarily need to hold your free transfer to shift this around um, ahead of game week 27. I mean, you still have the option of doing an Aguero to Aubameyang unless you really feel strongly that you want to have both Sane and Aguero for the Chelsea match. I agree that you could just bench Luis there. Um yeah, I, I'd say that I would probably want to see the rest of this game week. Uh, as Nim uh, mentioned just before, we need to know a little bit more about the Sane situation. I think we'll also be able to take a certain reading from any minutes that are played in this game week. So if Aguero, for example, came on and played the majority of the game, you, you might have some questions about how many minutes he'll play at Chelsea and so on. So I'd probably have a look at how the Everton City match shakes out. And if I started to get any nervous tinglings, I might be inclined to get rid of one of them now ahead of game week 26. But if all looks fine and dandy and you don't have any other issues and you want to play them uh, for the weekend against Chelsea, then, yeah, hold the free transfer and go full steam ahead in 27. Um, nice. Kylie, um, we have one question that came in um, late. Excellent. So before we do the wrap-up question, I've got one for you from FBL Hoxo at FBL Hoxo. Long-time listener, first-time questioner. Thinking of ditching Alisson, looking for advice, have Gita as my other ke- keeper. Should I go for another budget keeper or go premium with Dave Save? Thanks. He's got uh, Biscuit, Danilo Robertson, Holly Bass in defence. Oh, okay. Um, well, welcome and thank you for your first question. Um, this one's a bit tricky. You have quite an expensive uh, goalkeeper set up there already with uh, a, a playing backup to... Uh, to Allison. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily be getting rid of Allison. I don't know that there's any case to move Allison on right now for Dave Saves. Um, Allison obviously doesn't have any blanks, so there is that. Uh, so he can navigate you through that period quite comfortably. Whereas if you move on to someone like Dave Saves, you could find yourself you know, without playing your premium keeper during some of this period where there could be double game weeks. I know you have a backup there, but um, uh, without knowing why you particularly want to, I would say for me personally, if I was going to make a keeper change, I would only be doing it to release funds in your position um, because I, I don't really like to move my keepers around too much unless I've got an injury. So my advice there would be to either stick with what you have or downgrade to one of the keepers that uh, Marzi was talking about earlier. There's a few cheaper ones. Um, You obviously don't need to look at a palace keeper there, but, um, you know, you have Ryan back from um, the – 
the Asian Cup or Asian Games or whatever that Foster has done relatively well recently, there's a number of cheap enough options there that you could consider. Cool. Okay, and our wrap-up question from Jeff. So FPL Thunder says, my random question for the week, guys. You are talking to a football fan who knows nothing about FPL. You have one minute to explain to them why you love FPL. What would you say to them? We'd probably keep it at less than a minute. So super succinctly, give me why you love FPL. We'll start with you, Mars. If you want something to get you attached to the Premier League where you're sitting there wishing um, Huddersfield versus Palace to finish nil-nil because you have two defenders, you need to play FPL. And Nim? Don't do it to yourself. Don't play it. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you're hooked, you're hooked and it's for life. <laughs> Not just for Christmas. <laughs> what about you, Kylie? Well, I would say it's and in terms of a physical um, option outside of some of the more dangerous vices that you might partake in, <laughs> it's a really excellent way to become addicted to the highs and lows that are out there. Although I would say it's not such a great thing for uh, the mental side of things. I know I personally have had sleepless nights as a result, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying that. is we're all crazy. Yeah. Brilliant. Join thank, us. <laughs> thank you all for the questions. Absolutely, uh, a lot of them, and we always try our best because you know it's our listeners that make the pod. It's the questions that make the discussion. So thank you, and we hope we covered everything. And if we didn't, blame Don because he probably forgot to put your question in. Um, right, <laughs> ladies, um, coming up to the last section, the game week plans, and let's and we'll go quickly through those. Baldwin and Barlow. Um, if you're a new listener. Baldwin is the bold move and Barlow is the boring move. Kylie, I'll come to you first. Okay, so uh, as it stands, I would say that my uh, Barlow move would be Salah. Unless I get in Aubameyang, I might be inclined to captain him just because I'm feeling some residual um, irritation with Salah and I am full up on Liverpool at the moment. So if they don't turn things around, I think they will against Bournemouth, but if they don't, I don't really want to be blowing three players and my captain on that match. But I think that it's a sensible option. For the bold move, I don't really have um, much in the way of differentials at the moment or, or anyone that I would consider super bold. So the boldest I could get is uh, going for maybe Rashford or Pogba. They are quite highly owned, but I would expect to see Aubameyang and uh, Salah as the highest captained in this game week. And so going for one of them instead could still be quite lucrative. Mm-hmm. And Nymph, what about yourself? Okay, so not just generally to my team, but more general. I, I mean, I'm not sure I'll be saying this after the two plants, as Kylie just said, but my Barlow pick is the obvious Salah. There's been a bit of Salah out chat in the community after last night. I've seen a few, I've seen a few thinking about it. I've been in the Salah out club this season where he sold him and he scored a hat trick against Bournemouth. And I can assure you, it's not fun. <laughs> so uh, with with Klopp wanting to keep the pressure on Man City, 
or chasing, as we discussed earlier, I would hope Salah could add to his 16 goals and eight assists for the season and catch Bournemouth on the counter. So definitely a safe pick as far as I'm concerned. As for my Baldwin risky pick, not somebody I have. And this is really risky pick given the blank in 27 and having City up next. But my pick is Hazard. Long-suffering owners finally got their reward holding all of these weeks with the two goals against Huddersfield. Granted, he does face much tougher opposition in City, but they have looked a bit shaky at the back. And if anyone can take advantage of a weak spot, then it's Hazard, as we all know. He got two assists in the reverse fixture and is highest out. He's highest out of the midfielders for bonus points with 21 compared to Sterling's 18 points and Anderson's 17 points in third place. If you have Hazard and there's other fires you need to put out, definitely keep him another game week. Whether or not you put a captaincy armband is whether you have some of them purple, shiny, spangly, brave pants. <laughs> Brilliant. The pantaloons. Brilliant. The pantaloons. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make it three out of three for the boring Barlow. Definitely going with Salah. That's who I set up as uh, as soon as the game reset uh, in uh, early in the week. So for me, it will be him. As uh, Baldwin, probably go Jimenez um, coming up against Newcastle. Or Doherty, if you don't have Jimenez. Um, I just think Wolves at home will do really well. So, yeah, that's that. And um, with that, we basically, that's all what we've got for tonight. Um, so we've been Mars, who you can find at Mars05, Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FBL, and our special guest, Nymph, who you can find at Nymphria TV. And don't forget about our other amigo, Don, uh, at The Marple Curse. We hope you enjoyed listening in. Check us out at 3amigosfbl.com where you will find our podcast and links to our social media channels. Please like, share and rate the podcast as it makes us very happy. Thanks as always for your support and good luck in the coming game week. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.